through the all-new GWM Cannon with a powerful turbo diesel engine and an 8-speed ZF automatic transition, which is great because JB can't drive a manual and some say he can barely drive an auto. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. Your worst driving experience, maybe the bonnet's blown open while you're driving along and it's whacked your windshield open. Uh, I've never seen that happen, but everyone seems to have that urban legend that they've had it happen to them or they know someone that's had that happen to them where they're cruising along 110 on the Pacific Highway and the bonnet's gone whooshka and it's gone... That sounds like... That would be like definitely your worst experience ever if that happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you win. Like, I I would take no more discussions into this if someone <laughs> legitimately rings up right now with evidence that that happened to them. Done. Um, maybe you've ran out of fuel in the middle of nowhere. Oh, that would be really bad as well. Broken down in the middle of nowhere. You know, in the middle of a cornfield in the middle of nowhere. Pitch darkness. <laughs> I don't know. Just some scenarios. You've had you had a weird one in well Baltimore of all yeah. places. I mean, I feel like everyone's had weird experiences, but this one freaked me out because I'm not used to snow, and yeah. there was heaps of snow this day. Yeah. They are obviously quite used to it. So, you know, they were I was going to say, that's all I imagine with Baltimore. It's just snow. Yeah. Yeah. They were super quick. We were, like, way away from where we needed to be. But they got out there and they cleared the road. They had all these things just clearing the highway. Yeah. But obviously still cold, still a bit icy. Um, and it started to warm up a little bit. So it melts. But then, like, you know, it's still slippery. Yeah. Get in an Uber. Just driving along on this, like, freeway with, like, snow all along the road. A little bit icy. And I was like, oh, this feels dangerous. And he just cracks open a yogurt. Cracks open a yogurt, fair like, enough. Like not even like a squeegee pack that you could do no. with one hand. I no. mean like a cup of yogurt, yep. you got to peel the lid back yep. and use a spoon. And I literally was sitting in the back and my head was just going, hold the wheel, please hold the wheel. And then, no joke, we like hydroplated and started to skid along the road and I verbally out loud said, hold the steering wheel. <laughs> did, did old mate grab the steering wheel by that stage? Yeah, he had, well, he had yogurt between his knees <laughs> yeah. and he was like peeling it back with a spoon yeah. in his mouth yeah. and then started to eat the yogurt with one hand on the bottom of the wheel. <laughs> we hydroplate, he keeps the yogurt in his mouth yeah. with a spoon, two hands on, knees gripping the yogurt <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> knees, knees gripping the yogurt that squirted it out all over the place. That's the only part that would have been this, like... <laughs> Love it. He had some serious inner thigh control, that man. <laughs> Your worst driving experience on our Facebook page where you could be our Facebooker of the week or give us a ring, 676-2292. To the all-new GWM Cannon with one of the most luxurious interiors on the market. Unlike our studios here at 92.9. This is JB for breakfast. Thanks to Country Auto's GWM. Bridge Street, West Tamworth. 7.24, your worst driving experience we're discussing this morning. And the old urban ledger, I hear this so often, people have either had it happen to them supposedly or they know someone that's been driving along and the bonnet's blown open and smashed the windshield. Debbie, apparently you've had this happen to you. How are you, Debbie? I'm good, thanks. You've had this happen to you or please don't tell me that as I was talking about this, your win- your bonnet opened and smashed your windshield while I was chatting about it. No, this is no, okay. quite a few years back now. <laughs> yeah, right. What happened? Well, I had a flat battery and my husband... 
charged it and obviously didn't click the bonnet closed oh, properly. Oh, no. And I was left for work at 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. Yeah. Driving along, hit the 100Ks, and next bit, whoosh. Oh. Pitch pouring down rain, and it just felt like I'd had a head-on collision with somebody. Yeah. The whole windscreen smashed, the bonnet bent over the roof. It was so scary. And I pulled up the side of the road. People drove past and just kept driving. It was... Yeah, oh, a horrible experience. So the bonnet actually completely disconnected from the car, did it? Like the no, hinges no, it was busted. Still on, oh, it was still on. Over the roof went. Oh wow! Bent. That's to, to the roof when it went smack. <laughs> That's crazy and completely shattered in the window. The windshield the, gone. The whole, well, it didn't cave in, but the whole windscreen was absolutely smashed. That's nuts. Yeah, I yeah I would have probably est myself then as well. It was so scary. Yeah, you know, having to try and close it and then drive, turn around, and drive back home. Like, <laughs> how how was your husband when you got home? He was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, couldn't get out of that one, could he? <laughs> yeah, he said, obviously he didn't click it closed properly when after he fixed the battery for me. So. No. <laughs> Oh, wow. Debbie, thank you so much for the call. Uh, You're welcome. Glad it hasn't happened since. All the best. Oh, no. <laughs> I always check the bonnet now. No, yeah, look, I don't blame you. <laughs> Debbie, thank you so much for the call. All the best. All the best to you, too. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Your worst driving experience. You can give me a call, 676 just like what Debbie did, or through our Facebook page as well. To the all-new GWM Cannon with a powerful turbo diesel engine and an eight-speed ZF automatic transition, which is great because JB can't drive a manual, and some say he can barely drive an auto. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. David Guetta and Sia here at 92.9, 843. Steve's given us a call. He doesn't want to play the stressors, but he's got a funny story to add to our early discussion in the show when we're chatting about your worst driving experience. Steve, what have you got? Uh, well, mate, it's, it's pretty basic. You know, like many years ago, my brother or my two brothers decided to drive to Manila. They're in the car driving to Manila and probably about 10, 15 k down Manila. A rock has hit the windscreen and broke the windscreen. So when they got to their grandmother's place, they knocked all the glass out of the way, cleaned it all up and put some really nice plastic over the front of the car, decided that they wanted to go home, which was okay to drive with the plastic. Just out of a tongue at Tamworth side, and it started to rain, and my brother, being very quick-witted, put the windscreen wipers on. <laughs> That's superb. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, no, that didn't end well at all. No. <laughs> oh, Steve, love it, and you you survived to tell the tale to this day. Oh, that's, uh, that's... That's still funny to this day, mate. I've never, I've never, <laughs> no, I've I'm, never heard of anybody doing that again. No, no I'm sure that keeps getting told at his birthday party ever since. I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes out occasionally. So. Yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for the call. Cheers. That's all right, not a problem. For the all-new GWM Cannon. Unlike JB, if you're doing towing all the time, this will help you out with three-ton towing. Take one for a test drive today at Country Auto's GWM. JB for breakfast on 92.9. Smash for Cash will play very shortly, but Mayor Cole Murray joins us. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thanks, JB. Thank you so much for coming in. 
Ah, it's a pleasure. It's uh, good to be back. Bit of a development during the week with the Dungowan Dam and the the findings from that Productivity Commission. Uh, what were your thoughts into that? Yeah, JB, it's interesting how these, uh, I guess, um, pretty much bureaucratic processes work, and it's it's very easy for you know for a group of, of bureaucrats in Canberra to form an opinion about the dollar value of a you know what is a a very, very expensive infrastructure project. But, uh, you know, I think if you ask the good citizens of, of Tamworth and Moonby and Contingle uh, about the value of water, they'd probably have a slightly different view. And um, in our view, the Dungeon Dam is a very, very important uh, step in the water security process. And it's not the be-all and not the end-all, but it's one of those significant um, pieces of work we need to, we need to complete. And that pretty much then uh, finishes uh, capturing the water that we're able to catch in our catchment. And um, once we do that, then there's things like um, uh, recycling water for industrial uses. There's things like uh, further investigations for stormwater harvesting, things like uh, further discussion about groundwater. But Dungeon Dam is a very, very important part and, and the council supports that strongly. Was it disheartening to hear their opinions on the project when they hear that they they didn't think it was any didn't hold much chop? Oh, look, it's probably not surprising. And and you know when you think about it, we haven't built a dam in New South Wales. I yeah. think the last new, completely new dam we built was Split Rock Dam back in in um, the eighties. Yeah, yeah, late eighties. So. Yeah. Um, I guess people are a bit out of step with values, uh, certainly construction methods, environmental management and all the processes and procedures have changed but um, it is a very expensive project for the, the amount of water that's being stored but what we need to remember is that those early indications, and they were confirmed by Water Minister Pavey when she visited town yep. uh, last Friday week, that um, you know it, it appeared, and the modelling suggested that there would be an additional seven gigalitres of water available um, per year for for the city. And we need to take that in context because if you if you take the industrial usage off off the city's use, which is around four and a half gigalitres a year. Uh, the residential use is only about four and a half gigs, and and if we're going to get seven gigalitres, sure we'll probably eventually have more industry in in town that'll use water, but gives us a lot of capacity, and it and as I suggested, it's a very very important uh, component of our long term water security. The other options offered by the Productivity Commission, they not feasible. Look, in a purely dollar sense, they are, but um, I'm sure if you asked all the all the irrigators and yeah. a lot of the equine people like ir- the irrigation industry is an important part of our our local economy and and I don't think you can just be as clinical as measuring things just in straight dollars mm. and uh, you know sure if 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 all the irrigation licenses w- were bought upstream of Tamworth in the Peel Valley that there wouldn't be a, a water problem for the city if that water was um, you know transferred over to the city but I'm not sure that that's a you know, I don't think that that's a very acceptable thing to do and I don't think communities would accept that, that sort of approach. The Victoria Park precinct, that's looking at getting uh, some development going on there. What's, uh, what's Council proposing? Yeah, well, uh, JB, this is another pretty exciting piece of work that our staff have been um, working. They've had you know, quite a bit of discussion already with those community groups up there, but 
Um, the Victoria Park project is actually uh, the whole of Oxley Park and we're having a holistic look and that takes in things like from from the, the men's shed uh, yeah. right through to um, Flagstaff Mountain and including the lookout and the marsupial park and, and botanical gardens etc. But um, it's, it's about creating a, a grand plan I guess and uh, and we're really, really keen to get some input from the community on what they think about it. And um, already we've had some fantastic ideas from some of those community groups. And whilst council doesn't have the funds set aside to do do any of the work at the moment, it's uh, having a master plan like this is really, really important uh, to be successful getting grants. It's an important layer that we need to uh, a layer of work we need to complete. But uh, it also gives us the opportunity to really think about what the priorities are and try and, you know, try and get that best value for community. And as always, um, you know, there'll be conflicting views from community mm. members and, and councillors and, and staff and everyone. But um, the, the idea of a community, a proper a strategic plan is a great one. And, and that'll really embellish that and make it a, you know, a very, very strong tourism yeah. precinct into the future. And and it'll be of huge benefit to the citizens. Yeah, no, exactly right. And get more details on the uh, Tamworth Regional Council uh, Facebook page and website about that master plan. Cole Murray, thank you so much for the chat. Pleasure as always, JB. We'll, we'll look forward to two weeks' time. Yeah, we'll chat in a fortnight. Thank you. 12 past 8 here at 92.9. The all-new GWM Cannon. Unlike JB, if you're doing towing all the time, this will help you out with three-ton towing. Take one for a test drive today at Country Auto's GWM. JB for breakfast on 92.9. Find out what's going on locally, nationally and internationally. The McDonald's Coffee Break. There's been a little bit of a battle in the last, what, year or so about the health star rating for juices versus cola and other products. And it's all it's all done. It's all been wrapped up in a nice little bow now, Tony. Yeah, so there's, um, there's a collective group that does the health star rating and it's got uh, votes from the Commonwealth Government, New Zealand, and then each state and territory has one as well. Yeah. Um, so they finally came to the vote and they decided that uh, fruit juice will no longer have a five health star rating. Uh, so there's a lot of comments from everyone. It is an $800 million industry in Australia, yeah. so big money. Um, the Commonwealth Agricultural Minister, David Littleproud, has come out and called it madness because... Some fruit, some fruit juices could possibly have a health star rating of two, yeah. which is lower than diet cola. So, you know, industry groups and the Farmers Association are saying, how on earth is something that's natural? So this is, we're talking about 100% fruit juice with no added sugar yeah. could still be rated lower than diet cola, which is, you know, a synthetic material, lots of chemicals. So I'm sure there's like a few things to iron out there, but the uh, the health star rating is really about standards against one product, not yeah. one product against another. So yeah. you could we could see some more changes there. Um, but dietitians and scientists have come out and said, you know, it's it's a good change because um, there's kind of a really big increase over the last ten years of tooth decay, obesity, mm. and diabetes in young Australians, yeah. so children and young adults. And um, they say that really the only drink that should have a five-star health rating is water. Yeah. And so everything else should be lower than that. Yeah. And the, even if there's no added sugar in fruit juice, it could be 
you know, um, really high, yeah. yeah, really yeah. high natural sugars. Yeah. Um, they did say that you know some juices, depending on their sugar content, could still receive a four and a half. Yeah, it just depends what it is. So if yeah. it's a vegetable, you know, slash fruit juice with less sugar, it could be higher. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, so we've got two sides of the coin. Some people saying, you know, it needed to happen. Others saying it's madness and, you know, it's not really fair. Uh, I was actually sat with a dietitian on the weekend, yeah. um, a friend of mine, just put that out there. Yeah. But I said, you know, this has happened. Yeah. What are your thoughts? And she said, um, it's good because people come in all the time to see her yeah. and say, you know, they drink two or three glasses of juice a day um, but that total sugar intake is more than they need. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think from a health perspective, um, there's people that are impressed about it. From a manufacturing industry of it, not yeah. so happy. Yeah. What's your favourite type of juice? I do like a mixed like fruit slash veggie juice. Oh, do I you? love ginger because I like the yeah, spicy. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, there. mm, yeah. There's one that's like. Uh, Orange, carrot, lemon, and ginger. That's yeah, I get them all that one. Mm. Yeah, that sounds all right. My dad loved tomato juice when I was growing oh, no. up. That is disgusting. No, I'm not a tomato so juice person. So gross. I'd get home from school and he'd be there with a glass of it going. Yeah, my my oh, mum loves it. And gross. I, back in the day when you could, you know, get on planes and go places. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, really? She used to always you? get the tomato juice, like on the plane. Yeah. And I was like. Oh, I can't nah. sit next to you. Nah. Gross. Gross. And they <laughs> fancy it up by putting a bit of black pepper on the top of it. Yeah, I'm like, or it's, vodka. It's a, it's a, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, either. Um, <laughs> you know, try and fan, uh, the, look, the vodka, I jump on board that one. So like a Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah, a bit of vodka in it. I might try the tomato juice now. It's sounding okay. A bit of celery but, in there. <laughs> a bit of celery, a bit of black pepper on the top. You know, that probably it's would a have drink, a high health star rating. Not a soup. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Thanks.